we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Level Up season of this, the Northern Power Women podcast. This season, I've been speaking to our fabulous community of Northern Power Women from across all our regions and sectors, genders, bringing all those stories, tips, tricks, wisdom, takeaways, and more from those of you who are levelling up the North. By now, I hope you know, uh, but in case we don't, we published our levelling up by powering on report last year with three key asks. Give us seats at the table. Let us be part of those conversations where decisions are being made. Invest in our female-led and Black, Asian and minority ethnic-led businesses and invest in our future talent. A year on, we have delivered on these asks and have made fantastic progress and it's now time to report back on what we've achieved. But we want to hear from you and how you have been levelling up. If you click the link in the show notes, our ask, please complete the survey. It's all about the progress report, which we'll be bringing out later this year. A survey to ask how you have enabled people to take board positions, how you have taken positions and seats at the table. So please report back so we can shout about the fabulous work that we're doing up here across the north of England. So now someone who is very familiar with levelling up is my next guest, the amazing Afia Amesu. Afia has recently completed her master's degree and postgraduate course for barristers and is due to commence pupillage, what a great word, in 2022. Alongside this, she has co-founded an organisation called She Leads for Legacy to advance the representation of black female professionals in senior leadership roles. She's passionate about racial diversity and female empowerment. Afia has written articles, sat on student panels, contributed to podcasts to share her thoughts on how we as a society can better tackle diversity and inclusion. And I'm lucky to have Afia here with me today. Welcome, welcome, Afia. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Simone. So thrilled to be here. Well, you totally jumped up at me when we were talking about, you know, we wanted to sort of say, do this progress report on levelling up. And when we talk about seats at the table, when we talk about being heard, when we talk about female-led and black-owned businesses, when we talk about supporting young people... I hate, we don't tick boxes here, but you absolutely represent every single one of those asks, don't you? And so tell us, tell us about She Leads for Legacy. So I co-founded this organisation with my mum early this year. And so our aim is to advance the representation of black women into senior leadership and board level roles. And that looks like both empowering black women to step into those roles, but also working with allies non-Black women who want to support their Black female colleagues and staff to get into those senior leadership positions. We're really passionate about racial and gender diversity. And so our mission is to really create a, a conversation and create an atmosphere where people can contribute to change. 
And we, you know, we see often a lot of posts out there and, you know, we talk in our levelling up about supporting um, female-led and black-owned businesses. But, you know, do these campaigns really hold value when, when we ask to support black-owned businesses? You know, I know one of your, your big passions is about, um, you know, let's not be waiting around for change. It's about accelerating change together. But, you know, what do these campaigns do and mean for you? I think that supporting black-owned businesses are essential. And I think actually it's one of the most accessible and practical ways of being an ally. It allows you to sow directly back into the community, irrespective of your job role or your socioeconomic status. You can support black businesses like shopping on websites like Jammy or going to black owned restaurants, using black owned service providers. It also looks like attending black run events, shows, productions, signposting your family and friends to black owned businesses and using your platform to spotlight the work of those in your local community. I think it really provides an opportunity for you to see diverse talent, for you to spotlight it, and for you to practically show that you are willing and dedicated to support the black community. And if you want to find anything else about She Leads for Legacy, there's an amazing conference I attended a couple of Saturdays ago. It was brilliant content, brilliant energy, brilliant conversations and great actions been taken from that. We'll have details in the show notes. So what what message would you want to send to companies out there about how they can do better and how they can speak more to their younger members of staff? Well, generally, when you look at the representation of people of colour or women in senior leadership positions, it is almost nil um, or very, very few people in those positions. And it means that only certain views, perspectives or experiences are being used to influence key decision making. So companies need to be intentional about changing this. And this can look like three different things that I've identified. Firstly, collecting data. You can't address an issue or challenge if you don't actually know what the challenge is. You need to be aware of what you're dealing with so you can tackle it effectively. It also means inviting different voices around the table. In order to understand the specific challenges faced by individuals in your organisation, you need to talk to them. You need to hear firsthand their experiences and work with them to address the barriers that they face in their roles. And thirdly, and most importantly, you need to set short, medium and long term goals. Often we can feel overwhelmed by this task. And this is somewhat natural because we are disrupting the status quo. So it's important that we break down our goals and the steps that we need to take to achieve them. And so this then allows us to set achievable targets and for leadership to be kept accountable for their promises. I'd also say, Simone, that specifically for individuals in senior leadership, I'd encourage them to undertake reverse mentoring firstly, because there is so much value in hearing about someone else's life experiences and letting that inform how you do decisions or how you make decisions, sorry, and how you organise your timetable, how you conduct things in your organisation. I'd also say that unconscious bias training is really, really key because to understand your own subconscious thoughts or conscious thoughts and to allow yourself to shift them or be aware of them in a way where you can understand how you're making decisions and how that influences or how that impacts certain groups, I think is really important. 
And the one thing I always love about talking with yourself, talking with um, your mum and she leads for legacy and what you're doing, it's always about real practical. So you've just stated some, you know, real key things, what measured gets done, set those short, medium and long term goals, you know, they're just real practical things. And as you know, on this podcast, we will have a cheat sheet that goes along with this episode as well, because we want the, we want the deeds, not words, you know, it's really important, you know, and and I I keep focusing on, on your age, but you know, but how does your generation approach diversity and inclusion as opposed to those you currently see in, in senior leadership? Mm. I think generally speaking, my generation is very much alive to the issues of inequality that affects different marginalised groups. And unlike some of those in senior leadership, we find them intolerable. When you look at the Sarah Everard protest, the Black Lives Matter movement, even the trans rights march, Young people are taking to the streets to show the rest of society that they're dissatisfied with the status quo and how it continually suppresses specific groups of people. So I think young people, we're alive to the issues. We are voicing our dissatisfaction with them. And our hope is that through our efforts, we encourage those in senior leadership to take action um, so that these inequalities cease. And you talked about reverse mentoring in the, in the last sort of yeah. question that we had. I'm a big passion, passionate about any form of mentoring, but, you know, I love reverse mentoring. And then we did a, a pilot uh, way back at the start of Northern Power Women. And I remember I had this group of amazing young women who, who are the mentors. And I remember we sat in this room having a briefing session and it was like, uh, is it just like teaching your dad to use Facebook? And you're like, well, not quite, but actually there's that whole sense of you just got to look at things through a different lens and you've got to do yes. things, you know, look at things differently and yeah, and I think it's I think this is a way that you grow those allies and I know mm-hmm. you are a massive advocate um and you really shout out about the importance of allies and I think the word intentional allies so you know how important do why are they so important ally is allyship for black women in business allies are absolutely essential in order for us to achieve equality we can't work in silos we need to work in collaboration Everyone must take ownership of the issues that impact different communities so that we can bring about change together. And when you look at previous efforts to bring about freedom and equality, whether that be the abolition of slavery or the civil rights movement or the world wars, allies have been a key part of bringing about that change. And so we need to recognise that we can't work individually. We can't work um, in our separate communities, but actually Real change and real shift can come when we bring ourselves together and we actively say we are working towards this target together. And, and we do talk about allyship and advocacy an awful lot. And I know I've been on, on your She Leads for Legacy uh, webinar as well, talking yeah. about this, you know. Uh, and I know one of the questions we had when I, I joined your webinar was, you know, what, I, I don't want to get it wrong, you know. And equally, mm. I don't want to swoop in with a cape on and going, I'm here to save you. I'm, 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 I'm queen advocate, you know. But how can any men or women, white women listening to this, step up without having that sort of worry or fear that they're coming in with a, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to sort of to, to save save the world kind of energy, you know, how do we do that? Because people are worried about getting it wrong. This is a great question, actually, because often goodwill can morph into white saviorism, and that's a bit condescending and can be patronising. So I think that first and foremost, it's important that we have really candid conversations. We create a safe environment where 
you come as a white person with a listening ear and you're just willing to understand the issues that are affecting those in uh, minoritized groups and marginalized communities. When you approach the conversation and people know that they can speak vulnerably, that's when you really hear about the lived experiences and you can learn from them. I'd also say that collaboration is key. I think the issue is, or the reason why people get it wrong is they try and solve the solutions on their own without actually consulting the people that the issues affect. And so it's really important that you engage with those communities so you can create solutions that they want to see. You can create practical solutions and generate ideas based on their needs and not what you think their needs are. I'd also say it's so important to use your voice at the table. You have the opportunity to speak sometimes on behalf of those, if they're not in the room, to speak on behalf of those whose issues aren't being heard. And you can shed light on really important issues of inequality, whether that be gender or racial inequality, for those who might not be able to speak because they simply don't have the opportunity. So you, in your role as an ally, can shed light on certain issues and bring practical solutions or even bring awareness where there may not be awareness at the moment. And this is exactly the same advice as you you gave earlier, which is, you know, about what can companies do? It's having those yeah. conversations, isn't it? It's yeah. as opposed to going, right, okay, I, I perceive this is what this is the perceived solution is, and I'm going to put a plaster on this, or I'm going to create yeah. a policy for it without asking people that are involved, or you know, so I think that is absolutely key. And we, we've just talked about um, sort of the voices at the table, but how as a young black yeah. woman do you feel empowered to speak up? You know, is it hard to be the, the young person in the room or the only person of colour in the room or the only woman in the room? Yes, definitely. I think every moment when you want to speak up takes courage. And it's important to have self-belief and know that you have something valuable to contribute in that room. Like I said, every moment you have to really psych yourself up. And especially when you know you're the only person from your your demographic in the room, sometimes you feel like you're speaking on behalf of your, your group. But you just have to know that there's value in what you're bringing. And I'm a really strong believer in affirmations and speaking positivity into existence. So often I'll have like a little pep talk to myself before I go into meetings or just remind myself, yeah, if you have something valuable to contribute to this conversation um but obviously this is easier said than done and it happens every single time I do have these conversations or I do go into these meetings but I would encourage any person of colour know that your lived experiences are so important and they need to be heard and your voice matters I love that. I love that bringing positivity into existence. Afia, I could keep chatting to you for hours with your amazing wisdom and fantastic sound bites. As I say, we'll be putting all this onto our cheat sheet, cheat sheet, cheat sheet. That's easy for me to say. I don't even use my own voice, but thank you so much, Afia, for coming on our podcast today. Thanks so much, Simone. Oh, and thanks to all of you for tuning in today. Please do tell your friends about the Northern Power Women podcast. Reach out to us on socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other socials or drop us a line. We'd like to hear from you. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. I'm Simone Roche and you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production. Oh, yeah.